0: Hey everybody, it's Michael Gray for the Detroit Lions podcast, and the OTAs are upon us. Off-season training things have begun. It's the most important football story in the history of the first week of June. I'm going to tell you about the one and only thing you should care about, and the fun you can have with the rest of the noise. Cue the intro. Lions fan. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions Podcast. Before I get started, remember to subscribe to the channel. Please, that's how we get to do what we do with the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is all completely free and, uh, Generally speaking, worth every single penny. So please uh, like, subscribe, and throw your comments on the video below. I do read each and every one of them. As I say every week, even the mean ones. I'm here to tell you that all of the stories, all of the ink that's going to be spilled about OTAs, there is one and only one thing you actually need to care about. It's super obvious and super boring. It's injuries. That's it. That's the only thing that can happen in the first week of June that matters to your football team offseason training is just that it's offseason training it's a chance for rookies to learn how to put on their uniform and where their locker is it's an opportunity for the coaches to take a look at some guys figure out what they've actually got when they unwrap their presence from free agency in the draft but it means precious little else this isn't football it's football like no we won't know anything about Jamison Williams. And no, we won't actually know what the run game is going to look like. And no, there's no way to tell what this new revamped free agent stuffed secondary is actually going to do when actual football starts. None of that is in the offing. OTA should be viewed with a disclaimer, like the old gambling disclaimer. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can't learn anything. Anybody that's writing you a list of things to watch for, if that list is longer than one thing, and that one thing isn't, God, please don't let anybody get hurt, then the list is already wrong. You're not going to know if golf is going to regress. You're not going to know if Ben Johnson has rewritten the offense. You're not going to know any of those things. This is just training. It's shorts and t-shirts. It's not real football, but that doesn't mean it can't be fun. OTAs can be pretty entertaining. I'd take so far, Sam Laporta looks fun. He's fast. He runs down the field well, seems to be able to adjust to passes, looks like maybe they've got themselves a player. I would go one step further in my own personal guesswork and tell you that I think the tight end room as a whole is going to take some steps forward. They're going to be a really important part of this offense because James Mitchell is a guy that everybody seems to be forgetting about. Here he is coming off... What will be the injury season when he was a rookie, he's fully invested in the program. He's got a full offseason behind him. He gets to come in with the offseason knowledge of the offense. All of those things are going to play into that tight end position. That's pretty fun. I don't think you can take anything from it. There are no conclusions to be drawn. Certainly no concern to be had. Not at this point in June, but that looks fun. Another thing that looks fun, fast Jameer Gibbs is fast, real fast. Like fast, fast, not fast for a guy, fast. Like that dude can move and looks like someone you drafted in the first round. So that's fun. You also have the interviews. I think they're neat. That's always a great time to get to know some of the new people on the team and to see who's grown from the year previous. You're hearing from lots of players and lots of coaches every single day in the post-practice interview sessions. You get to hear from people like Panay Sewell and get an idea of just exactly where his head's at and how things might have changed for him from his rookie season through his second season to coming in now as a recognized veteran in that offensive line room. You get to hear from Dan Campbell even when he gets asked ignorant questions. More on that coming up in a little bit. Uh, You get to hear from these guys and especially with regards to the rookies and the new faces, that's also fun. But again, It's not football. It's football-ish. And that's enough because it's the first week of June. For the love of God, that's got to be enough. On one of those stories that I think has been absolutely played to death is Jameson Williams and tracking practice to practice and rep to rep and pass to pass and route to route. How is this kid doing? How is he progressing? How is he going to make it with this team? Look, I've been on record as saying it's an important year for Jamison Williams. He's going to go through some stuff with the suspension. I think we've got a different arrangement or a different agreement or a different understanding. Pick your favorite phrase about the gambling infraction and just exactly what he knew, what he should have known, given the fact that the Athletic has done this extensive research and a lot of players on a lot of teams had no idea what the league's policy was and even called their agents to tell them. Hey, I was in violation and didn't know. Uh, I think you get a different grasp on who the kid might be if you frame his infraction with the context of what other people have done in the league. Other people that are veterans, other people that should have known better. Maybe the league didn't do a great job. It wouldn't be the first time that they haven't communicated with the players really well and then held their feet to the fire for one of their primary revenue sources and any violations that might be associated with that. But Jamison Williams, the player, is not a guy that we're going to know jack nor squat about in June. And I've seen a lot of ink dedicated to whether or not he's growing, whether or not he's progressing, whether or not he's got chemistry with Jared Goff. What's this kid going to do when the season starts? Is he making the necessary strides to justify his draft position and on and on and on? Those are all legitimate concerns, but you're not going to answer Any of them in June. We just don't know. And we won't know. This is a kid that saw such limited time last year. Just a handful of reps actually on an NFL field at the end of the season. Brad Holmes, again, Brad Holmes, truth teller. Continues to tell us exactly what he thinks and continues to mean it. Told us repeatedly and again this offseason that he didn't expect to see Jameson Williams last year. He didn't draft him for last year. He drafted him for this year, and there are going to be some rookie-ish mistakes. There are going to be some rookie-ish moments because he's rookie-ish in the scheme of things in terms of his experience. He gets to go through an entire offseason. He gets to go through the OTAs that he missed last year. He's going to get to go through training camp, and as I've mentioned in other videos here on the DLP, I think he should get nearly every preseason rep available with every quarterback. I don't care who's throwing him the ball, get him out there and get him on the field, get him those reps so he can get his feet underneath him. We know that Jared Goff craves chemistry. We know that he said it, his receivers have said it, and we've seen the offense grow as he has gained familiarity with the people in that locker room and the people he operates the offense with. There's no reason to expect anything different. And anybody trying to draw a conclusion from Routes' run in June isn't really shooting you straight. Or they're trying to write an article and they're just filling in the, p- the, the words Mad Lib style because they've already decided on what the theme of this thing is. Jameson Williams needs to be a superstar. Without question. The Lions gave up too much and moved up to get him and took the hit on the injury year and everything else that goes along with his selection. He needs to be a superstar. But anybody telling you, with any hint of conclusivity, is that even a word? Is that a word? Uh, that he's not there, or that he's not where he should be, or that he's not going to be where he should be, just isn't paying attention. All right, we don't know. These coaches have already said. You saw it, Hard Knocks last year. They overload the rookies. They want to see where the threshold is. They got to find out how much stuff they can dump on you before you're overloaded. Because this coaching staff, more than any in my memory, with the Detroit Lions. Absolutely takes the time to put players where they can succeed. And that's not something we've seen a ton of. They'll figure out what Jamison Williams does. We all know he runs fast. How do you best incorporate that into the offense? I anticipate by week number seven, they're going to have a real good plan. And if their performance with any of the other guys that they've brought in and given chances to speaks to the future, he's going to have a role in this offense that's going to benefit this team but we don't know anything based on him running around in a pair of shorts in the first week of June. And finally, something that I am going to begin to craft throughout the off season, because nothing says off season like lists. I don't like Mount Rushmore's and I'm not a big fan of hall of fame debates, but I love me an enemies list. Can't get enough of an enemies list. And I've got a special entry to start this year's 2023 Detroit Lions enemy list with dumb presser questions. Talking about press conferences. And I realize, as I have stated in my previous videos, this is a thing for me with my years in the media. It's a hot button issue for me. I get pissed when I hear guys waste opportunities that fans crave to get good answers to get insight, to gain some knowledge because they've got to go about asking these dumbass questions. And I think some other people are starting to come around to it. Saw Colton there from The Athletic mention it. I've seen it in some other threads on Twitter and some other things that people are starting to wear thin on the dumb, repetitive questions. How many times is a reporter that was given a press credential and has access to these players, going to ask Jamison Williams about a Twitter like, or ask Dan Campbell about Jamison Williams Twitter likes, or ask Jared Goff about Jamison Williams Twitter likes. The fact that Goff was the one who finally just put an end to it and seemed to swing his sword at the thing by saying, wow, y'all are bored, huh? Man, there is a responsibility to the fans. To at least think about what it is you're going to ask these people. And if I can find an answer to the question you're about to ask from a two week old article that was already written where the question already got asked, then you're not doing your damn job. And you make the enemies list each and every time you squander an opportunity to give the fans something. This is this is a a pet peeve of mine with people in the media and I've been people in the media and I have been guilty of this infraction on more than one occasion. Getting something stuck in my head that I think is going to be really, really fun and really, really neat and it falls flat and then I don't know how to bail out of it. Fact of the matter is these are unforced errors. You don't have to go down the same tired path with the same tired questions about the same tired topics only to exhaust the interview guest. If you're talking to a coach, if you're talking to a player, they don't want to talk to anyone anymore after they've been pounded on the head with the same dumb question. It's not as simple as, hey, you, journalist A, you're a moron and you're lazy and you're not doing your job. So you don't get to ask a question. You've now pissed in the punch bowl for the entire press corps. Because a lot of times you're not recovering that interview guest. You saw it happen, it was a week or so ago, with Dan Campbell. Where he got asked, again, about the Twitter-like thing. And then the idiot in question had to double down with a hypothetical that never happened about the exact same thing. Well, what if somebody liked to tweet about another coach like Sean McVeigh? Man, look, you lost. Take the L and move on. Because all you're doing now is pissing off your interview guest and an award-winning, an award-winning media relations staff. You shouldn't do that. This team is in a great spot. There's a lot of excitement around the Lions for the very first time. But even if there's not, you still have a responsibility to at least open up your ears and listen. You got to listen to what other people are asking. And if you as a reporter show up and you have your article already written and you're just looking to add quotes in Mad Lib style, you're not taking your responsibility to the fan base or your readership or your viewership or any of those things seriously. You're not. And that sucks for everybody that uses your access as a lifeline to this team. Because make no mistake, the fans are the only reason you're there. If they stop caring about the coverage of the team, you're out of a job. And that's something you need to recognize that you depend on. And then embrace it. You're not a member of the team. The players don't like you. The coaches don't give a crap about you. Stop writing yourself into the landscape a la Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. That's not your job. Provide some insight. Listen to what they're saying. Maybe come up with a follow-on that you didn't already have sketched out on your pad. Otherwise, you're going to sit atop the enemies list for the entire off season. I get that content editors are always looking for more and more content. They've got to have their articles, they've got to have their videos. Looking right at you, Chris. I get it. It's June. You need a video. I'm doing, doing the video. I'm doing a video about other videos. But you've got to find ways to utilize your press access to the best benefit of the fan base. Otherwise you're just being lazy and don't underestimate the laziness. We are going on year three of kneecap quotes. After all, they still haven't gotten that stuff out of their system. That's going to do it for yours. Truly make sure you uh, rate review and subscribe to the channel, please. Once again, that's how we get to do what we do. Make sure you check out the team shop there. You might find, I don't know a way to get something like this, this lid right here. And, uh, Keep in touch with the DLP for all of the latest offseason updates as we continue through the doldrums of the long, cold offseason and get a little closer to training camp. Have a good week. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go, Let's go. Let's go baby. on three. One, two, three. Yes! <laughs> You've had enough of that shit.